Hi, my name is Gina and welcome to Letters to My Daughters. I just want to take a second to thank you if you've been listening for a while now and welcome you if you're new. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about guarding your heart, which is something that I've definitely had to learn the hard way. Hopefully uh, you can relate and this helps. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4.23 is where I'm living lately. I was talking recently to a new friend, ironically, about how hard it is to make friends as an adult. It's just not as simple to form a solid relationship in adulthood. There is a lot to guard. Finances, children, spouses... I remember being a kid and being told that my friends were not my therapists. I don't think I ever fully understood this concept until I became an adult. Part of that is because I have been burned, but a majority of it is because I have burned other people, especially with my carelessness in oversharing and expectation. As a teenager, I spent a lot of time talking to get attention. My oversharing, the lies that I told people, the stories I made up all in the name of attention came from the heart of a broken little girl. As I grew older, the attention I got became alienating and I began to learn the hard way that treating friends as therapists was not a good thing to do. It took me voluntarily going to therapy late in my teens to begin to unravel and undo some of the damaging behaviors I had drifted into. There is a difference between being lonely, mentally unwell, and young and naive, to being willfully under the influence of drugs, resorting to gossip to elevate your status, or allowing fear and anxiety to dictate your interactions. In Luke 21.34 it says, Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. That's what happened to me in my late teens. My carousing, gossiping, lying, my drunkenness, my anxiety, all of those things closed on me like a trap, and I wound up pregnant by someone I did not know well who abused me. Some people believe in the concept of tough love, that you have to allow a person to sink to their absolute lowest point without help or comfort so that they grow up and move on with their lives. Having my first child forced me to grow up, being caught in the jaws of my circumstances, circumstances that I created for the most part, put me in a position of helplessness, weakness, and trapped me. Trapped me in lies that told me I couldn't go anywhere from there. Until I held my first daughter in my arms, I didn't think I would live to see my 20th birthday. And I'm recording this on my 30th birthday. I didn't want to live that long. And the time in my life taught me that I had to be careful with everything I said and did from that day forward. Holding my baby in my arms brought a fierce determination. 
my child would have better. I didn't know how I was going to give her that, but I knew that I was going to make it happen. I learned quickly how to guard my heart. I removed people from my life that influenced me to use drugs. I removed people from my life that didn't encourage me to improve my circumstances. I removed people from my life that didn't want the best for me and my child. I went to therapy, years of therapy, and started understanding my patterns and thoughts and behaviors. I met my husband who introduced me to Jesus and I started going to church. And I just want to point out that I was burned by several churches and leaders in Christian communities early on in my faith. One Christian counselor had the audacity to tell me that if I would just give in and marry my daughter's father, he would be faithful to me and stop abusing me. A Christian school once expelled my daughter before she ever started after collecting payment from me because they found out I had bought a house and lived there with my now husband just a few weeks before our wedding. I was trying to see the best in everyone, trying to have a fresh start in my faith, and in my over-eagerness to fill my life with Jesus, I overshared. I wasn't guarding my heart again. It was discouraging. I was made new in baptism, and yet, through my own carelessness and the judgment of others, I was still the same old unlovable me that I was all along. It wasn't true. I was not actually unlovable. But those years of programming my brain to believe the enemy's lies did a number on me that I was hard-pressed to shut down. Even now, entering my 30s, I still sometimes struggle with those lies. When my husband and I moved across country, a big part of my heart had accepted the idea that I was doomed to be friendless and lonely. Just maybe two years ago, I sat in my car sobbing into the steering wheel, confessing my loneliness to Jesus in prayer. It truly wasn't until I turned my heart from the world to the word that I began to notice changes in my social life. I spent several years thinking that my decision to be baptized was sufficient for my salvation. I was, brand, I was a brand new Christian when my life fell apart all over again in the form of three miscarriages, the loss of my sister, and a period of no contact with both of my parents. I remember telling myself that no good, loving God would allow me to suffer in these ways. That if God loved me, he would have given me the perfect childhood, perfect parents, healthy pregnancies, I thought that getting dipped in water would protect me forever and ever. I was foolish with my heart, setting it up for failure. I didn't guard my heart the way I was supposed to. You see, guarding your heart doesn't always mean you guard it from other people. Sometimes it means you have to guard it from yourself, from your bad habits and self-sabotage, from the lies of the enemy. I had felt victimized so many times in my life that I thought that guarding my heart meant I had to harden myself in preemptive defense against those who hurt me. But I have learned that the harm that others can inflict on me pales in comparison to the harm I have done to myself. I 
I have allowed my heart to become weighed down with anxiety, with pain, with fear, with toxic relationships and patterns of behavior. If everything that I do flows from my heart and the things I am doing are toxic, unhealthy, or downright sinful, there is an issue with my heart. Guarding it means having a system of checks and balances for my own actions. It means accountability. It means removing myself from victimhood and trusting that what God has said about me in his word is true. There's a song with a line that says, I dare you to believe how much I love you now. Do I dare? I have lived so long believing that guarding my heart meant not believing that I could be loved. And now I am being dared to believe this perfect love that I surely do not deserve. I can't live my life with my heart on my sleeve, but I can rest in the knowledge that God won't reject my heart. He won't break my heart. The times my heart has broken, shattered into a million pieces, God has been with me. God has rescued me from moments that I should not have survived. He has guarded me when I didn't know what it meant to guard myself. He has protected me when those who should have protected me failed. So I refuse to allow myself to live my life with a hard heart or a fearful heart. The end is written. The end of my story is already written. And that is my permission to live a full, joyful, love-filled life where my heart can be whole even if life falls short of the glory of God. Just want to take a second to say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, I encourage you to subscribe and share and possibly even leave a review. If you have any questions or comments, feel welcome to send me a quick email at questions.letterstomydaughters at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.